Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle. I am your host, Chris Angle. I am the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The Philosophical Equations of Economics. These books are available free for viewing online at www.philosophypublishing.com. The purpose of the philosophical angle is to examine the nature of concepts being used in current media and compare the essence of the concept with the uses and the circumstances in which the terms are being used in, in, in the media. So uh, we're going to study uh, a little bit about the, uh, uh, the concept of Islamic terror today. And the reason we're doing that is because of the recent London Bridge terror incident and the Manchester concert uh, Islamic terror attacks. And so um, what I think we'll do here is um, uh, we'll go ahead and we're going to uh, study this. And, uh, and as everybody knows uh, that there were these two incidents uh, by Islamic crusader, crusaders uh, on the London Bridge and in Manchester and result, uh, resulted in scores of deaths uh, 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 for those who are not of the Islamic faith. And there's something significant about the last incident of terror uh, at the London Bridge, which came on the heels of the Manchester concert um, attack. And, and what is significant is that the politicians have been heard in the news, making political comment that involves the words Islamic terrorism. Previously, I can't recall that. All politicians and their media allies uh, in Britain, as well as the rest of, the, of Europe, have all maintained that there is no connection between the incidents of terror with anything that is Islamic. The constant uh, re response by the, the police, by the media, by the politicians, was that the incident has nothing to do with Islam and that the perpetrators are criminals and, uh, these, and these criminals are mentally unstable. But this time, with a succession of the two Islamic terror incidences, uh, incidents um, at the bridge and at Manchester, uh, and the magnitude that, uh, that produced a, a large number of casualties, uh, the media, the politicians, and the, and the police can no longer cover up the obvious connection between terrorism uh, between uh, in Western Europe and and, and the Islamic uh, jihadists, and so this time in a sudden reversal, the politicians are noting the connection, and I'd like to um, uh, I'd like to go to uh, what Theresa said, the prime uh, uh, Theresa May, the Prime Minister, uh, and she said, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read her statement. Uh, um, that she said the other day, quote, we cannot and must not pretend that things can continue as they are. Things need to change, and they need to change in four important ways. First, while the recent attacks are not connected by common networks, they are connected in one important sense. 
They are bound together by the single evil ideology of Islamist extremism that preaches hatred, sows division, and promotes sectarianism. It is an ideology that claims our Western values of freedom, democracy, and human rights are incompatible with the religion of Islam. It is an ideology that is a perversion of Islam and a perversion of the truth. Defeating this ideology is one of the great challenges of our time, but it cannot be defeated through military intervention alone. Okay, note what Theresa May said about Islam here. She said it is an ideology that is a perversion of Islam and a perversion of the truth. And some of the politicians here in the United States have not given up this opinion uh, that the, the nature of Islam is essentially peaceful. Well, not quite. And uh, we shall see in a little bit. But, but, back, but for the moment, let's go back to the politicians. The world now has, has heard from the great Secretary of State from the Obama administration, John Kerry. Uh, and uh, he said the following. The travel ban will be cannon fodder to the recruiters. So uh, according to Kerry, all we need to do is to be nice in this world, let in the downtrodden Islamic believers, be nice to them, and all will be okay. The Islamic world would become good and peace will reign throughout. Well, here at the philosophical angle, I would like to report that we hope the politicians will come around a little faster uh, to an understanding of the connection between Islamic Jihad, terrorism, and the Quran, its basic scripture. Uh, and it's equivalent to our, to the Christian uh, Bible, New Testament. And I can say unequivocally, unequivocally that throughout the Quran, this scripture exhorts the followers of Islam to wage war upon those who are not of the Islamic faith. And it does this scores of times Throughout, throughout the treatise, when I first picked up the Quran, I was expecting something very uplifting. Something that would be hugely impressive. And, and, I, and I did so because it has influenced people throughout the world, uh, almost to the extent, of, uh, to the extent of, of Christianity. But I was, I was shocked to find uh, that there were quite a few verses of violence uh, which ex exhort the believers of Allah to strike out and, and smote the necks of the unbelievers. It made me realize one thing. Because of the many verses of violence, the Quran will always generate a certain percentage of their believers to wage jihad. And they'll wave it upon us. They'll wage it upon us, the, the unbelievers. 
they will wage it upon us the, the, uh, of Western civilization. Uh, really, since they've been, and they've been doing that since 632, um, uh, actually just before 632, just before the, the death of Muhammad, they've, been, they've had a long crusade against the Western civilization. And because there is this Quranic call to jihad, which is perpetrated by the Quran, I can conclude that Islamic terror is not perpetrated by radical extremist behavior. It is just plain Islam. It is just that terrorism is one of the more important priorities set by the Quran. You heard me, that's right. It is a priority set by the Quran. Terrorism is set as a priority and a high priority at that within the Islamic faith. And I'm going to give you some examples from the Quran here. We're going to go to the Quran. We're going to go right here to uh, uh, Quran uh, Surah 2, verse 244. Then fight in the cause of Allah and know that Allah heareth and knoweth all things. And uh, Quran Surah 2, verse 216. Fighting is prescribed for you and ye dislike it. But it is possible that ye dislike a thing which is good for you and that ye love a thing which is bad for you. But Allah knoweth and ye know it not. Quran Surah 3, verse 56. As to those who reject faith, I will punish them with terrible agony in this world and in the hereafter. Nor will they have anyone to help. And so anybody who rejects the faith of Islam, including all you, uh, all you uh, Christians out there, uh, you will be punished uh, with terrible agony. Surah 3, verse 154, uh, uh, 151. This is a big one. Soon shall we cast terror into the hearts of the unbelievers, for that they joined companions with Allah, for which he has sent no authority. Now he's talking about um, the polytheist and the Christians, uh, and he believes that uh, in Christianity, and, and Muslims believe that in Christianity, uh, we add in the Trinity, and thus we're adding in uh, companions to Allah. And so that's why he says, for that they joined companions with Allah. So Christians are unbelievers. And uh, let's go to another surah, surah 4, verse 74. Let those, let those fight in the way of Allah who sell the life of this world for the other. Whoso fighteth in the way of Allah, be he slain or be he, he victorious, on him we shall bestow a vast reward. This is significant because not only do you have the exhortations that you should go out and fight the unbeliever, but also you've got the knowledge that here it is. You're going to have a big reward if you go out and do that. So here's the motivation right here in Surah 4, verse 74. 
How about Surah 4, verse right after it, uh, verse 76? Those who fight in the cause of Allah. uh, Surah 4, uh, verse 95. Not equal are those believers who sit at home and receive no hurt, and those who strive and fight in the cause of Allah, with their goods and their persons. Allah hath granted a higher a great higher to those who strive and fight with their goods and persons than to those who sit at home. Unto all in faith hath Allah promised good, but those who strive and fight hath he distinguished above those who sit at home by a special reward. So there you go. There's the, there's the motivation it is again, and he's repeated it. You get a special reward, you go out and fight. So, and uh, and I, as I understand it, uh, I'm not uh, a linguist, but I understand in this uh, section here, uh, the uh, the word jihad uh, is is used. Uh, in Surah 5, verse 33, the punishment of those who wage war against Allah and His Messenger, and strive to make mischief in the land, is only this that they should be murdered or crucified for their hands and their feet should be cut off on opposite sides or they should be imprisoned. This shall be as a disgrace for them in this world and in the hereafter they shall have a grievous chastisement. So if we resist Muslims spreading the Quran, uh, we are to be murdered or crucified. And uh, in Surah 8, verse 12, I will cast terror into the hearts of those who disbelieve. Therefore, strike off their heads and strike off every fingertip of them. Uh, that makes it pretty clear. So not only uh, should, we, uh, should the uh, believer of Islam fight against the unbeliever, but you may use terror also. So, anyway, I'm glad that you've uh, listened to this presentation, and uh, see you next week for another edition of the Philosophical Angle Program. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.